Welcome to Happy Hour with the Three Tomatoes. And no matter what time of the day you're listening, shouldn't every hour be happy? Cheers and enjoy the episode. All of feng shui when you're dealing with the interior space can be adjusted energetically by changing the shapes, colors, um, lighting certainly does uh, play a part, um, and art in oh. the space to reflect the kind of energy and symbolize the energy that you want that space to have. So for every one of the five elements or the five energies of feng shui that there are, uh-huh. for each one it is, re- is represented by a color and a shape and a type of design and also something in nature. That's Deborah Janier, a feng shui master and also creator of Eco Chi, who talked to Kinsolving today about how feng shui and bringing the outdoors inside can literally change your life. Listen in, it's a fascinating conversation. Now I'm really excited today, I think I say that all the time, but I am really excited because I have the lovely Deborah Denier with me today. I really love talking to people but I also really love talking to women who have made a difference in the world, and that is you, and who have come from one place to another to create this fabulous company of yours. So first of all, I would like to, yes, you are a master feng shui practitioner. Can you just tell people uh, basically what feng shui is? And I know you incorporate that principle along with others in your business, but if you can take us into a little bit of feng shui, because there are people who are listening who may not have any idea what it is. Well, then they wouldn't be much different than I was, you know, maybe 12 years ago when um, I thought that uh, feng shui or feng shui um, is, uh, you know, moving furniture around in a space. (laughs) And I said, hey, why not learn how to do this? Because at that time I was in the real estate business and I thought that that would be, you know, something very good for me to know as I was getting ready to sell properties. Um, and then I found a feng shui master uh, to study with, and uh, my mind was blown because it is really a mathematical science mm. uh, based on the uh, really the, the powers of the universe, um, the stars, um, the seasons, life cycles and how mathematically that's interpreted uh, when you look at an interior space or a site that you want to build a house on or or a building on. Can you give us a few examples of that? Because I don't, you know, I mean, I know because I've read your book, actually, everybody, she has a great book, which I really (laughs) love too. (laughs) Talk about that at the end. But but can you talk a little bit about like, cause that's like mathematical and design and maybe give some ideas of um, how a practical application of, of the, what you have learned in a home. Okay, well, a couple of things. Feng Shui originated in China during a time actually 5,000 years ago when uh, scholars, and people who really cared a lot about life and the mysteries of life actually laid out at night and 
looked up at the stars and realized that there were different proportions and different mathematical things that were happening. And wouldn't that apply also to your home? So a, a, a really simple way of interpreting this is that classical feng shui is based on a compass reading. Oh. So that's, that's mathematical. Yeah. Um, uh, in, in classic feng shui, uh, we use the um, magnetic north. So when you download on your phone a compass, it will have true north and magnetic north. Magnetic north is what pulls everything on this planet, uh, the tides, the, the, um, you know, the animals, everything that's happening there is being drawn by magnetic north. And so I use the magnetic north reading. And this tells me what kinds of energies are running through a space? Mm. Now, in this hemisphere, if you think about a southern portion of a space, if there's not a million buildings around you, like in New York City, <laughs> this southern space will be a sunnier space. Yeah. yeah, It'll be brighter. And so that has a more lively energy. The northern area would be a, a great place for a bedroom. Uh, because it's a more restful mm -hmm. energy. Okay. But what, but what happens when your living room is in the northern part of the space? Well, you don't want everybody falling asleep when you're <laughs> having your party. <laughs> right, right. And so feng shui comes into play by analyzing the energies that are running through the space and then optimizing them and changing them according to what is the desired way of using the space. Okay, so if I have a living room, which I don't, I'm very fortunate it opens out, I mean, I see all of the hills and greenery, but if I have a dark living room, say, because I happen to be in that house or someone, what would you do to bring in more light in that area? Are there practical, I love your idea of bringing the outside in too, because I know that's yes. part of eco cheap yes. but um right. what, I, what would you do you know to to make it lighter say someone can't move and they can't change the location of their living room right so um all of feng shui when you're dealing dealing with the interior space can be adjusted energetically by changing the shapes colors um lighting certainly does uh, play a part um and art oh. in the space to reflect the kind of energy and symbolize the energy that you want that space to have. So for every one of the five elements or the five energies of feng shui that there are, uh -huh. for each one, it is, re is represented by a color and a shape and a type of design and also something in nature. Oh, so you would go in and, and get some piece of artwork or a sculpture or a plant or something that depicts what you want to the feeling to be in that specific room? Exactly. Okay. I love it. Okay. So that's, okay. I know that's just like very briefly touching on the surface of, uh, of Feng Shui, but I want to find out how, because I think it's really fascinating, how you created your own design for living company, I guess, called EcoChi. And can you talk a little bit about uh, how that came about? Yes. It, it, like most of the things in, in my life, it, it really came about kind of organically and um, 
I think all of us have, have this kind of inner voice and um, sometimes we're so busy or things are so noisy around us or we get into our heads and go, no, I really shouldn't ever do this um, <laughs> or this doesn't make sense and how could I do it and this is really scary. But I think by quieting that noise around you, everybody has access to something that is really on the surface for me. Um, I have this intuitive sense and regardless of what goes on, how difficult it is, I kind of flow with that. And um, I got training both in uh, feng shui, all five schools of feng shui. I got training in green and sustainability through the USGBC, which is where LEAD was created, which is Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. I became certified as an eco-designer, and I did this so late in life. So whoever is listening, <laughs> it's never too late. <laughs> I became an expert in all of these areas. And I said, I, I remember talking to my son on the phone who lives in Los Angeles. He's a writer for TV and film. And I, I was on the phone with him and I said, Jay, like I've got all of these certifications and qualifications and I don't know what I'm going to do with it. And I just started to cry. And he said, you know, mom, people are really reacting to what you're doing because I had already written the book. Uh -huh. And uh, I self-published it, but my book won eight awards. So he said, this is really speaking to people. He said, you know how when you're on a phone and you can't hear the other person, you have a bad connection, and you walk around your space, and then all of a sudden you can hear them clearly, and, the, and you don't move? Hmm. He said, mom, don't move. Oh. What isn't that? Isn't that wonderful? You raised this lovely young man who gave back to you so much of what you've given to him. Obviously, he so it took much. him to open your eyes to what good you were doing in creating, you know, this eco chi for people. Right. So, um, so eco chi um, uh, was the name of the book. It was, uh -huh. it was something that I created. It was like a system of design, but. When I started my business, I said, well, you know what? I guess I'll sell green services if uh, somebody wants to have a, le a less toxic environment or they're interested in kind of saving the planet. And, you know, I can teach them all of that. Mm -hmm. or, or I'll sell <laughs> feng shui because I have both of those things. And when I started the business, that's really what I did. And then I got called in by a pretty famous journalist very famous journalist, um, who I was, you know, I was recommended to her and she was moving her apartment and, um, she brought me in to take a look at it and I'm walking around with her and, uh, she hired me for feng shui. And as I walk around the space with her, she confides in me and she says, you know, Deborah, nobody knows this, but I'm sick. And wow. my family um, has never had cancer. There's no one in my family that has cancer. I'm an athlete. I, you know, have a very, very healthy lifestyle 
except for the fact that I'm a journalist. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which, yes, you know, a traveling I, journalist, yeah. that yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. She said, but I am convinced that this illness was caused by my environment. Ooh. And I'm standing there, the architects are knocking walls down. <laughs> There's like dust everywhere. And I said to her, what kind of uh, carpeting are you putting in this room? And she goes, what do you mean? I said, well, what kind of paints are you putting on the wall? And she says, I don't know, Benjamin Moore? <laughs> <laughs> Which is what most people would say, yeah. Right. And I said, no, I'm talking about, you know, low VOC paints. And she said, what is that? Yeah, exactly. And I said, volatile organic compounds. Whatever you're going to be surrounding yourself with in this apartment, you're going to be breathing it in. And you're sick already. You need to be surrounded with the most natural products that are not going to tax your health further. You need to recover and heal. So I can give you some feng shui pointers, but that's not going to be enough. And I think, Kim, that, that's really when I realized that because of what I knew, if I did one thing like feng shui or I did green, it was not holistic. Mm -hmm. That in order for it really to be better for people, it was that combination of eco, you know, environmentally right. friendly, mm -hmm. and she, the vital flow of energy within a space. Oh, that I love combination that. is a winning combination and very powerful. I have chills right now because I, I, I know because I've read this about you, but that you have also worked on designing um, spaces, healing spaces for people with cancer or, and it's more than just a home. It's a hospital uh, entryway, right? Or it's a building that's going to create um, a more peaceful, helpful existence for people. And this right. is something I think people really need to know. I mean, Feng Shui is great, but what you have done is created a positive healing environment. And that's amazing. Thank you. I mean, it, it is, what is the desired experience in a space? So when I'm working in hospitality, maybe boutique hotels or restaurants or someone's home, or um, I'm just finishing up work on a a, a large luxury residential building in Manhattan in the Columbus Circle area, you mm. know, they'll call me in and say, you know, we want this to um, enhance the well-being of the people who oh. live here, work here, and visit. Oh, and my gosh. Yeah. That's so forward-thinking of them. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, it's, I certainly... Um, you know, people call me a visionary and all these things. And I just look at myself really as a midwife. <laughs> oh, all, of, all of this is around us. The history, the different cultures that, you know, you, you know, our grandmothers had certain ways of doing things, you know, so that um, it would be healthier and better. You know, mm -hmm. so it's taking the ancient knowledge and the more modern science and also evidence-based studies 
and combining that to create a space that is most helpful. So you also mentioned something about environmental psychology. Yes. And um, and that's like the third part of, of what you do. Is, is that what you're talking about or what exactly? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Environmental psychology is really how our environments make us feel. Oh. And um, there are certain things that are going to make us feel feel uh, more rested, more focused, happier, more optimistic, and all of those things. So why not do it? <laughs> yeah, really, please, and please. It doesn't take a big budget. I, I mean, when I created this, I realized that this could be done simply with a the proper artwork, could mm -hmm. be from any of the department stores or you know, discount places that you shop in. Oh. Or it could be artwork that's done by uh, some kind of, you know, very famous artist, you know, if, if that's what you want. Um, but the symbols are the same. And uh, bringing nature indoors symbolically. You live in a city. Um, you don't have that much access to outdoor, you know, the woods or the mountains or the beach. And you want to optimize your health and your feeling of well-being. If you bring that in symbolically, what studies have found, and I find this so fascinating, is that you're, if you see a bird in nature, a certain part of your brain kind of fires up. And when that happens, your body starts to secrete these great hormones that are starting to make you feel Wonderful. I mean, how many times are we in nature and we feel like we're in love? Yeah, it's yeah. those hormones that get secreted. What they found was that if you put a picture up, a piece of art of a bird, the same part of your brain lights up. Wow, that's so fascinating. Yeah. I love it. So why not fast, you know, surround ourselves with um, things that are going to make us feel better? And, and if you think about the advertising world, right? The right. advertising industry is doing pretty fabulous, right? They're, they're um, giving us messages on billboards, on our computers, on our, you know, personal laptops, uh, uh, you go into a taxi cab and there's another message. Why are they giving us messages? Because it works. Yeah, exactly. Subliminal so, advertising. <laughs> so. Right. So my question to you and, and all of your listeners is what are the messages you're sending yourselves? Mm, yeah. Oh, that's so, so important for us to reflect on that. Um, one of the other things that I think is interesting about Eiko Chi that I read in your book was something about how doing this can generate wealth. And, you know, yes. we all want to be abundant and wealthy. Are there some tips about, like, how does this generate wealth in our lives? Um, I, again, there, there is something called um, the red bird. And, and if, if you uh -huh. have the hard, the hard copy of my book, on every page there's a red bird on the right-hand corner. Um, the red bird represents our future. 
Okay. It represents what we want to bring into our lives. Um, the things that we look at most of the time would be called our red birds. So in your bedroom, the wall opposite your bed, uh -huh. that's the last thing you see before you close your eyes at night, the first thing you see in the morning. Um, in your office, the wall opposite your desk, when you look up, what do you see? Those inform what you bring into your life. So if you are looking for abundance um, in a financial way, a monetary way, it would be very important for you to use the red bird to actually inspire the energy of wealth to come in. Oh, and what would that be? Okay. It is, <laughs> it is individual and oh. different for everyone. Okay. So it could be that your idea of wealth is, you know, being able to go to fabulous five-star hotels and be out on the beach on a in a cabana. Uh-huh. So maybe you have a picture of um, a beach, something that looks like what you're trying to bring into your life. Got it. So it's like yeah. a vision, a vision board on steroids, almost. Right, <laughs> exactly, because you're looking at it all of the time, and it inspires it to come in. And I will tell you, I, I wish we had more time to talk because yeah. there are stories that I haven't written about yet um, of how this has actually informed my life um, in ways that are unbelievable. You know, like rock my world when I think about it. So, um, so th that's really handy for anything you want to bring into your life, whether you're looking for a new relationship or you want to be, have more family time or a new career, whatever symbolizes that to you, put that up. And then there are a bunch of feng shui kind of, uh, cures, they call it cures or remedies that can be implemented to bring wealth. The color red represents wealth. Purple can work also. Maybe you walk in, you know, to, to work with that, you know, gorgeous red suit or, uh, or a red bag. And mm. I think just the fact that you know what this represents makes you really confident about bringing it in. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. All right. I will be sporting red a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know a lot about you. I know exactly no. what you're looking to bring in. <laughs> well, no, I, I just want to bring in first class travel, happiness, and um, more public speaking. There you go. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, you know, I thought it was interesting that I read that you should not have a mirror across from your bed. Yes. What is the reason for that? Tell everybody. Okay. Um, it, it's really interesting. If you think of um, our experience here on Earth as we're animals and there are certain instincts that come natural to us. So this is so, so basic. It's part of what we call form school feng shui, which is the basics of feng shui that run across every school of feng shui that there is. And there's a whole bunch of them out there. Uh -huh. um, a mirror by your bed, you know, across from your bed, think about waking up in the middle of the night, you get up and you see somebody in your room. 
What does that do to you? Yeah, right? especially the way I look in the middle of the night. I would. <laughs> All of us, I trust me. <laughs> when you find the magic cream that gets rid of that problem, we can put the mirror it. back. Get <laughs> <laughs> staring in the room and freaking out. Oh. Right. Um, and it's the same reason why we have certain positions in a room that would be considered power positions and certain positions that would not be power positions. And that is to be able to see what's going on around you is very important. So if you think about the, the traditional cubicles at work mm -hmm. and everybody has their back facing the entrance of the cubicle, yeah. there's no way a person can really truly focus because again we're animals and someone could sneak up behind you so that and so, that would trigger our fight or flight response and that's exactly. not good <laughs> and who wants that in the middle of the night when you're oh. getting up to you know go to the restroom or something right no. yeah um, exactly. so so that does that that reflecting also intensifies what would be called a yang energy it's an awake, lively energy, and it doubles that. And in your room, it needs to be a restful place, a place where it's a sanctuary, where you heal, where in the best case scenario, you kind of leave your body and, and, and go to that next world and, and, and just have a different perspective, a healing. Well, I can totally understand that because especially being women of a certain age, sleep doesn't really come all that well easily or perfectly to many of us. So you right. want to eliminate everything that could cause insomnia. So I, I think that's really um, important tips. You know, um, it's almost time for us to wrap up, but I, I want to read a little quote that you um, wrote that I love and it says Feng Shui, I'm probably pronouncing it incorrectly, but you know, that's good. That's good. Feng Shui <laughs> teaches, teaches that we picture in our imagination that what we picture in our imagination has the power to bring into our lives everything that we desire and that the possibilities are endless. And I just I love the way you phrased that. Well, it's the way I live my life personally and what I try to bring to the people I work with even when it's a public space. Um, I did the uh, remodel of um, Paul Newman's restaurant in Westport, Connecticut after he had passed away and the new family took it over. Oh. And they didn't know much about feng shui, but they hired us because we had the background in green and sustainability and Paul was a pioneer mm -hmm. in, in sustainability. And so we, we, did that, um, we did that job and they were so happy and we got a phone call afterwards you know this is great everybody loves it we're booked you know for the holidays and oh. they were they were really very happy and I go you know job well done right but three months later I got a call from the chef Fernando and uh, Fernando says to me Deborah you know everything is going really great and we're so happy and the employees are happy and he says but that's not why I'm calling you I'm calling you because people are telling me in the community that they come here to heal. Oh. If they have a migraine headache, if they're stressed out, 
if they're not feeling well, they come here and they feel better. And I didn't really understand that part of your work, but I know that all of this is happening because of your work, and I thought that you needed to know. <gasps> that is so beautiful. I have chills right now, and I love that. I love that, and I, I want to thank you for bringing that out into the world. <laughs> and I, um, as we you know, end up, I just want to also tell everyone, anybody in the Manhattan tri-state area, that Deborah will be at the Three Tomatoes Renewal Summit, which is Saturday, May 11th. And she will be part of a panel calling Declutter Your Life from the Inside Out. So if anybody is interested in that, who is in the area, you can just go to the Three Tomatoes website and check that out. But Deborah, are there people around the country? Are you training people in um, EcoChi or are you the only one who does this? And give us your website and all that stuff. All right. Well, um, at this point, it's our company that is doing this. Um, there is nobody else out there. I've been asked, and, and sometimes in other countries, if I would, you know, be part of a school or create a course. And we just haven't gotten to that point yet. My, my focus has really been to change as many people's lives for the better as quickly as I possibly can. And uh, for and for right now we're we're just hands on, EcoChi the website EcoChi which has a lot of materials of uh, some of our blogs from actually three tomatoes, um, as well as other articles which I think would be very informative, uh, is at EcoChi.com, which is E C O C H I dot com. Okay. Well, I I want to just. Also, the other, another quote I wrote down, and I often write down things that I, I want to look at time and again, because you said, EcoChi brings nature indoors with patterns, textures, colors, furnishings, arrangements, and art. And this part, the brain recognizes these elements and reacts in a positive way, almost as if you were outdoors experiencing it. And that's what you said about the bird and looking at birds and and feeling that uh, we get that great rush of excitement. And I hope that all of our listeners today take a little bit of time and maybe bring a plant indoors to at least start the healing process. Yes, and I think that a green, a green plant uh, indoors would be the best way to start because those leaves also act as a natural air filter. So you're improving the air quality of what you're breathing. You also have life force in your indoor area, which has a very, very positive effect. The color green is most restful for our eyes. Mm. So if you're busy with a computer all day or watching a bunch of TV, you know, on, on a weekend, to be able to look up and see that, you know, that house plant um, is very, very beneficial. And then it also brings in the, what's called wood energy in feng shui, which is all about renewal, rebirth, and refreshing kind of like a new chapter in your life, a new season of growth. Oh, that's a perfect way to end this. Thank you, Deborah. And I want to say really cheers to everybody. Thank you for listening. And Deborah, thank you for taking time to share your energy over the airwaves with us today.